so I freely acknowledge that there are people out there who can do it much better than me. Yeah. In fact, everybody can do it much better than me. Uh, I might have written the songs, <laughs> but I cannot lead them. Uh, so I've realized that about myself, and I think you need to realize that about yourself too. Welcome to The Vault, everybody. My name's Dave Wakeley, Kids Pastor at Hillsong Church. I am joined today by Becky Wakeley, Kids Pastor of all of Hillsong Church across the globe. Uh, Australia. <laughs> uh, of Australia. And together, I know if you're a regular viewer, this is not Funny Man Dan. He's nowhere to be seen. Well, uh, I'm taking a little break from Dan. He's just getting too much. No, he wasn't getting too much. But I've got some people in here to talk about specific topics. And so we're doing a little short series in our podcast and Dan won't be here. If you're not a regular viewer and you don't know who Dan is, ignore what I just said. It doesn't matter. Ah, let's talk here, Becky. We need to do the intro. We know that not every leader in kids ministry is in a big staff team. In fact, more than half the churches around the world have solo pastors, but no one should be alone in ministry. So we humbly ask you to consider us yes. as part of your team. Welcome to The Vault, where you keep your most valuable things. And what is more valuable than wisdom? Well, the wisdom is coming to us from Becky Wakeley today. We it. are talking about the topic of the real true ah, secrets true of secrets. kids worship. That's yes. what we're going to talk about. But before we start, we must salute Terry. And if he nods, we can continue with podcast. There we go. Yes. He has nodded. And we continue with the we podcast. Are approved. And again, we don't know why we do it either. <laughs> the real true secrets to kids' worship, Becky. Yes, I know what the first secret is. Go. What do we got? The first secret is do something. Do something. Do anything. Yes. Do anything. Do something. Even if it looks like... A just getting a kid up on stage to sing with you and sing a song without any music whatsoever, do something. Yep, you could even be playing a song from your phone yep. and a kid or yep. a leader's on the stage singing along and the kids are singing along, just, just do something. But to do that something, we're going to start with our why and our revelation, right, our own right. personal revelation of what worship is and why it's important. Mm -hmm. Like as adults, we can talk all day about our relationship with Jesus and why worship is important in the moments we've had for him and when he's spoken. And we want our kids to know that. We want our young people to know that, our teenagers. Mm. And so I think, you know, a revelation and a why is important first on worship and what the Bible says about it. And I think it changed for me during the pandemic where we came back and we didn't necessarily have the teams and every all the flashbang, whizbang stuff going on, the bells and whistles. And I, for a few weeks, every now and then, I would literally go, well, let's just skip doing praise and worship. Let's cross it off the run sheet. Let's just do this. We'll go down to a game or whatever, just because it was just either too hard or there was stuff going on. And I got to the point after a few weeks or so when I'm like, no, hang on, hang on. The definition of church is worship. We come together as the church. Mm. And one of the big things is worship, worshiping yeah. our Savior. And one of the great ways to worship is with music. Obviously, it's not the only way. But as I told the kids, I said, you have used your voice this week to yes. do many things. You might have yelled at your brother or sister. You might have might have played a game of sport and asked someone to pass the ball to you. You might have ordered some McDonald's this week. You might have rung your grandma. But have you used your voice to worship God? And giving them an opportunity to do yeah. that is really important. So my revelation changed a lot to going, doesn't matter what it looks like. doesn't matter how awkward I think it is we are just going to do this mm. and that is the goal of worship is yeah. just the goal is not to do worship in order to tick off a box in yeah. church we've done it no the goal is worship so whatever it looks like it's okay yeah. and I love that 
you know, even worship is a tool for your everyday life. And I love it how on a Sunday we can, even if it's whatever it looks like in its simplest forms, it's teaching the kids this tool that they can take mm-hmm. for the rest of their week. And often like when I'm leading worship or having that experience with children, it's like, man, this is something you can do in your bedroom when mm-hmm. you're going for a walk, when you're in the car, in your head or, or whatever. And so it's just even that power. We know the power of worship. From our, for our Monday to Sunday. And so by providing the opportunity and the teaching and the why to our kids on a Sunday in some way, shape or form, yep. it's something that they can then make personal. Yeah. And, you know, even the little songs and the ditties that we teach them or whatever that looks like, like they will go home and sing that little song in a right. time when they need it. Or, yeah, we want to teach them how to worship. We have a To Wash Your Hands song. Becky. Yes. And we keep it's not we've never put it up on YouTube because it's not fully legal reasons. Right and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out, but it's never gone up on YouTube. But the parents ask us for us because yeah. they know about the song and they see it in the program or whatever. Yeah. And so that's what I mean. That, and our that, tidy up song. The tidy up <laughs> song are like, as well. Our children don't tidy up at home, but when you play it at church, they tidy up. We need that song. Like exactly. There's so much power in music and in Correct. song. So. Get a revelation of that, because if you, again, it's it's you've really got to come to this point, like yeah. I did, of going. Doesn't matter what's going on, even if it's just if we're all going to stand yeah. and uh, worship, sing a song, whatever, without anybody up in front of us, yeah. without a worship leader, that's fine as well. Yeah. Like if you think about one to three year olds, that's what we do. You you kind of gather around, yeah. and all the kids sing together. There's no real worship leader in yeah, a sense. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to. You can just sing as a group, yeah. and then you take it. And we we're obviously talking a little more more about primary school, elementary school yeah. kids, but even then, you've just get that revelation of its importance mm. and then the doing of it the act of yep. it is 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 a success yep. it's a win doesn't matter how bad you thought it went yep. you did what we are mandated to do when we gather as yep. the church and once you've got that why it's then passing it on to the leaders and going hey right. this is what we want to do what could we what do you think we could do what where could we start mm-hmm. and then obviously the why to the kids and teaching them why worship is important what does the bible say yep. you know your even your own story of how worship has impacted you and and how they can take it to their monday to sunday and then from that why it's then the what what could it look like where could you start and you know, there will be trial and error in it. They'll, the kids will be super into it one week and yeah. maybe not the week, the next, but just doing the week in and the week out and modeling it to the kids because that's what we're doing, modeling to the kids, yeah. you know, the different tools yeah. of following Jesus, prayer, the word, hanging out, community and worship. Like it's just so vital to figure out what is the, where could we start and what could that look like? And it doesn't have to be all on your shoulders. Like work it out as your team and figure out who's keen and wants to jump up the front. Or, you know, maybe one of your leaders does have a hidden talent of playing the guitar. We're going to talk a lot of today about the tech, but before we get to the technology, because I can't avoid it when we talk about praise and worship, (laughs) it's always kind of comes back to that. I'm going to explain why in a moment. But... Uh, I think before we even talk about kids getting in the room, I think setting yourself up for a win yeah. in the room is a great th- uh, place to start. Because if your kids are playing and then worshipping in the same zone, same area, that can make it really hard because they see this area as a play area, mm. especially younger kids. And then all of a sudden they've been asked to focus and worship God in that same space. So a good example for us in this building we're in right now, our city location in the centre of Sydney, we have our one to three-year-olds in our four to seven-year-old room. There is another room beside them, which we just use for praise and worship. Yeah. And it's brilliant because the kids go in there 
And it's not where they've been playing. It's not where they've been eating. Yeah. It's a different space. Now, we that's probably one of the only locations yeah. we have that. It's definitely a luxury. It's a luxury. <laughs> but it is a very powerful thing to have a yeah. separate space. Now, how can you make your space feel different? Can you move the room around and have it in a corner where you go to this praise and worship, yeah. where you go to hear the word spoken when preaching and whatever yeah. you're doing? So a lot of this starts before you've even got to the singing. Yeah. So a good example is having chairs, like a lot of like, I don't know what you've got in your rooms. Your kids may sit on the floor. Cool. Your kids may sit on chairs, benches, whatever it is. If they are out and they are available for kids to sit on, guess what? They will. (laughs) So my favorite way to do praise and worship in our room, I'm thinking upstairs in this building here, we've got little benches and I love benches because again, a amphitheater is the best way to communicate to kids. If you think of an amphitheater, how can you replicate that? That's, that's a win. So the benches in a half circle was great. But you've got to move those benches out of the way during praise and worship. Otherwise, it's a distraction. So before you've even started your praise and worship, before you've even thought about getting a kid on stage to help you sing, how's your room looking? Yeah. Any other thoughts on room, Becky? Yeah, just, I guess, creating that space where they are going to move to it, even whether it's a masking tape square or a mat, and that's where you're going to go and the kids are going to go there. Mm -hmm. But I just think, you know, or if you you have got all your kids in one room and you don't necessarily have that luxury, maybe that place is where, if you've got a mat out and a TV and that's where they're going to go for their rally, maybe that's just a quiet play yeah. area with just books or cushions for the kids to sit on or something yeah. like that, that you can then move away and then they can go there. So just yeah. thinking through intentionally how you can make it that the space that they're going yeah. to have their rally or their you know experience, worship, how can you make that kind of a sacred area or area that they're going to come to? There's a good thought there. By the way, I do believe masking tape was created for churches and kids' <laughs> ministries. I know some people use it for painting in their house, but it's the greatest tool. You need a box of masking tape. <laughs> uh, but the other thing there is maybe you have a rug, a giant rug that when it's time for praise and worship, you roll it out. Yeah, that's so cool. And then the kids know when there's there's a kind of a sense like, oh, we're moving into yeah. this zone now. So it's the same space. Yeah. You're in the same room, but maybe it's a big old rug that you roll out. And it could that. be after praise and worship that you then bring the chairs out. Yeah. Or that, you know, you have a little system where you bring the bench seats out again yeah. and create that amphitheater type feel. The, the but just thinking through, like you said, pre what does the room setup look like yeah. and then taking away distractions for praise and worship Correct. that then help with the rest of the program bringing them back in here's the system for getting benches out this is one of the real secrets of kids <laughs> worship here what i do if i'm up the front i'll get all the kids to give, come and give me a high five that means they all come forward right close to the stage and then our team will then pull out the benches very quickly and align them and i'll just distract the kids high five high five high five all the kids by the time i finished high fiving the leaders have hopefully got the benches out, and I'm like, all right, five seconds to sit down, go find a seat, and they'll sit down really, really quickly. Have Now, that is, maybe it's pedantic, maybe you're like, God, too much detail, Dave. <laughs> but for me, it shortens that wasted time of transitioning. Yeah. It's just like, it's just, uh, you can use it to talk to the kids, but take that, make those transitions as smooth as possible and have a plan for them. I'll literally, before the service, talk to the leaders in the room and say, I need you on this bench, you guys on this bench, this and that. And so you assign them before the service. I forget to do it but sometimes, but that's a really cool thing. Now, we've got a room set up, we've thought yeah. it through, we've got a plan, how to transition into worship. So this is where it gets a little bit tricky because 
there is a bare minimum that we have a standard in Hillsong Church when we launch a new location. Yeah. And that's to have as big a television as you possibly can afford. <laughs> the bigger the better with a, with a, a speaker system and at least one microphone, yeah. just a cabled microphone. And that is obviously an expense. Uh, but for us, when we're, when we're growing and changing, that's our bare minimum for a room. That's pretty much every room, right? Two speakers on the wall beside a television, and then there's a microphone. The television sound is coming through the speakers, and there is an Apple TV running all of our media. Yeah. So that's what we think of. Becky and I, when we think of praise and worship, that's the bare tech that we have. So it's very easy for us to then go, here's what we have. What can we achieve with this tech? Mm. But the point of the tech is not the tech. The point of the tech is to get out of the way and to communicate a message. Yeah. That is the purpose of it. And if it's annoy if you've got a microphone with a dodgy cable that keeps cutting out, it's getting in the way of you fulfilling your calling. <laughs> True story. Take it seriously. Solve those problems. Get the tech out of the way so you don't have to yeah. think about it. It's also... As soon as you start getting tech in your room, that's where you can get kids serving, yeah. aside from leading worship, but kids serving. Yeah. So I don't know how much we want to talk about tech, yeah. Becky. But I think I was just more going to say, obviously, we're all at different levels. Yeah. And so, you know, you might not necessarily have that luxury yet of budget, and maybe it's something that you can talk to your oversight about to head towards. Mm -hmm. But in the sense of worship and starting, it could be playing a song from your phone, and that's where you start. Or we were talking before about, you know, maybe it is a Bluetooth speaker, yep. or maybe someone on your team can play a guitar, or you might have a laptop. So it's kind of thinking through what where, where are you at? Like we've got the why and we know what we want to do and then the how. Mm. So we're talking about the space, the it room. Is there, yeah. And then what technology could you start with? Like obviously we would love it allocations to start with kind of this initial setup but you might not even be there yet so you can yeah. start with those simple tools to get started because you don't want having nothing to be a hindrance to doing something yeah exactly so we're gonna i guess the rest of our discussion becky is assuming that's our base level yeah if you are someone who in a location where that's not even a possibility or you're a different style of church where there it's it's just not even a possibility then that's that i feel like you can achieve still achieve a lot with worship mm. it's not it's it's not a hindrance like you and a guitar it, it's all great stuff but i would say this wherever you're at right now if you if it's you and there's a couple of other people in the room and you can kind of play an instrument your goal is to get kids involved mm. in helping you do that and the second thing is take take it up a level in yeah. some way in yeah. some form you need to be developing if you've done the same thing now for a year and there's no more team involved or there's no more kids involved or you've been sung the same songs for a year i challenge you to take a step back and yeah. say what's one thing we can do to raise this up to be more engaging for kids yeah. again we're not in 50 years ago we weren't competing with youtube uh, and and visual technology and the fact that uh, every kid uh, has a device that can reach the like yeah. play any any content in the world it's the world's changed so and the amazing thing is there is so much resource out there when it Correct. comes to kids ministry and kids praise and worship like it literally is all there for you to be able to use at your yep. fingertips absolutely it just may require technology to do that and so it's just starting at the basics right. and working your way up there's so much out there to make kids praise and worship a win so our bare minimum let's keep talking through that 
Apple TV is running an app called Playlister, and that synchronizes all of our content across every location around Australia. Well, you may be using a laptop with ProPresenter. Correct. Or if another little step up from an Apple TV is, yeah, a big old HDMI cable that's running to a laptop at the side of the room and a kid is helping you run media mm -hmm. through ProPresenter or some kind of software. And that is a great way to get kids involved as soon as you get technology because they will love running the media yeah. for you, right? You should never have an adult running media. It should always be a kid. <laughs> unless, it's, unless you've got a it's giant trial system. trial and error. A giant Give it system a go. Like in, <laughs> in, a, in a huge auditorium which has special equipment. Uh, but that's where we're starting with that. And it's, it's, it's from there, from that base, yeah. you can do things like getting kids up yeah. on stage to help you. Uh, as you as the leader don't even need to be the worship leader. There's a location that I was thinking I was at a couple of weeks ago in, in our church, and f I haven't been there before. First time I was there, four girls, and they must do it every week, I think. And and our oversight over there gets them up there, and they just sing. There's no microphone or anything. I'm sorting that out. But they would just do it every week, and they, these girls love it. And then the leader would hop up and do the transitions. Maybe so good. maybe you I put on that. some nice music, and then that person is a, that leader. Then mm. you read a prayer with the kids, or you yep. get a kid to prayer. You do the transitions between these. You explain what worship is yeah. to them. So doing something more and more. I'm more and more convinced, yeah. Becky, from the beginning of when we talked about doing something is yeah. powerful and it doesn't need to be fancy. Yeah, and I love it that worship is so broad in an expression and even how you were talking about, like it could even be you start, you know, maybe you've someone's done a message or you've encouraged the kids about something from the Bible and then you simply play an instrumental song, worship song from your yeah. phone and you just say to the kids, hey, just close your eyes, lift your hands and we're going to pray. Like, there's just so many yeah. expressions of worship that mm. could be where you start and you get a kid to pray or you get a kid to yeah. read out a Bible verse or because that could be where your worship starts. And then you just start teaching them about the presence of God and worship and what a powerful tool it is for the everyday lives. And yeah. then you start adding a song and then you might get them confident in doing a worship song first. And then the next week you teach them a praise song and you do the same praise song for four weeks. So they really get into it. And then you start fusing praise and worship together, figuring out what you're going to say before and after every song and what those transitions look like. You know, you might have a kid leading the song, but you're doing the little transitions in between. However that looks, starting somewhere yeah. and teaching the kids how powerful worship is. I think there was an interesting point in there talking about atmosphere. And like, it's like, there could be a reaction where you're like, hang on, we don't, we don't want to... You know, force kids into an emotional state by yeah. playing nice music. But to think about atmosphere, think about the context matters. If you think about the difference in preaching from a street preacher in the center of a city to a preacher on a Sunday morning within a, in an environment, those are two different atmospheres. You can still achieve <laughs> preaching out there on the street, but man, is that a different atmosphere. So we are unashamedly creating an atmosphere mm. in your church. And what is that atmosphere like? And so that's why music helps to create that atmosphere yeah. and to, to create kids learn better when they're laughing, when they feel safe. Yeah. But to do that, you have to create an atmosphere of yeah. that. So in the sense you need to actually physically think about the yeah. atmosphere that you're creating, and it's not don't not don't leave it to chance. You need to you need to be very intentional about creating it. And that could even be Dave. You know, maybe your next step is creating a run sheet. Yeah. And even thinking through, okay, 
I want to do a song with the kids today. What's going to be before and after that song yeah. so that you can lead into that? If you're going to do a huge hyper game, maybe a worship song straight after that isn't the best idea. Yeah. Maybe you you know, you just wait till after the preaching and then you do a worship song because the atmosphere is kind of created and it leads into that moment. Yeah. So even thinking about your, think about your run sheet and what leads into the praise and worship and what comes out of it yeah. so that that atmosphere is set and that moment is set. I, I tried to lead worship once. Only once in my life, 15 years ago. And I've never tried again because it just not, it's, it's not good. It's not good for me. So I, I wasn't comfortable. It wasn't great at all. So I freely acknowledge that there are people out there who can do it much better than me. Yeah. In fact, everybody can do it much better than me. I might have written the songs, but I cannot lead them. So I've realized that about myself. And I think you need to realize that about yourself too. Let's say you got a friend of ours. A great, good, a good example is our friend Yancy. Yeah. Uh, Yancy, who does kids worship around America. Amazing. Just think about her coming into your room this weekend. Would she do a better job than you? Yes, undoubtedly. <laughs> she would do a better job than me. It's what she does. And so you need to acknowledge that what's possible, don't give up because you can't achieve it. it you may not be called to achieve yeah. it, but you need to acknowledge this, yeah. that you more is possible in that room that you're dealing with, with that tech that you're dealing with, yeah. more is possible. Yeah. And seeing that and having a vision for it and going for it, even if it's uh, getting someone else to come in, yeah. For a few weeks, I don't know, in your community, in your world, because uh, then the kids will see what's possible. Yeah. You will see what's possible. Yeah. And I'm. It's very hard. We. It's very hard, as I said, to talk about this without kind of going into the technology to that enables you to do so many things. But I'm just saying this is what's possible is yeah. bigger than what you think. And it's being really confident, like sharing it with your team, getting a plan, getting yeah. the kids involved, and knowing that it can take time, and that's okay, and it can take trial and error, and that's okay. And your goal might be simply to do a song every week, and then a year later. You you might find out someone's a guitarist and then they can start joining and being involved, you yeah. know, like it's going to take time, but it's so worth it because at the end of the day, yeah. what do we want to do in kids ministry? We want to teach kids tools for their everyday yeah. lives and for their Monday to Sunday. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those amazing tools that we want them to know and to experience for themselves so that it's a key part of their friendship with Jesus. And it's a tool that they can use when they're yeah. on their own and in their bedroom or walking down the street or whatever that looks like. Absolutely. As we finish up, Becky Wakely, thank you so much for imparting your wisdom today. <laughs> I just have a couple of thoughts just about song choice. Yeah. I'm old. You, we're both old, Becky. We're not young 20-somethings <laughs> anymore. We're uh, young and fresh. <laughs> young and fresh. Uh, but I want to say this. I want to say this. is uh, When you look at a lot of kids' music, Christian mm -hmm. kids' music, a lot of the times it's adult songs done with kids' singers. Mm -hmm. Now, we're guilty as that as anybody. Our last EP, if you look on Spotify, it's uh, Never Walk Alone. Uh, Never it's Walk Alone. We've done some church songs, which we haven't done a lot of in the past, and we've got some kids' choir on them. We're about to do another EP with some kids' choir on it. But over the years, on the, in the albums that we've produced, we have always written songs, yeah. fresh songs, new songs for yeah. kids. Don't fall back on your nostalgia, kids leader, kids worship leader. Just because you sang it was when you were a kid, you, you, your kids don't need to sing it, right? It's very interesting in this world of, of Christian uh, music that we kind of find something that works and we just ride that pony. Yeah. Uh, and I need you to be thinking fresh, new music, your kids. If you can get your kids to choose the music, that is magic. Yeah, they will cool. feel like they would have contributed. Maybe send out a, a, a playlist on you, on uh, Spotify to some kids. 
have them choose the ones that they want a song. I'm sure there's wor- kids, there are kids worship playlists. We've got one on Spotify. You can look that up and get them to choose fresh songs, new songs, what's catching their heart. Like it's very tempting to go back and sing Our Father Abraham, Had Many Sons, all <laughs> of this, all of these old school songs. But no, in our cultural world, there's a tendency to go back to the past nostalgia. Yeah. Or to even choose songs that we love and songs that we oh, have yes, a moment that you Jesus love, with. yes. But it's kids, and we've got to be thinking through: Are these lyrics? Will the kids understand these lyrics? Correct. Is this a song that they can latch onto easily? Will they be able to, you know, worship with this song? And just thinking through all of those things: yeah. Is it age appropriate? Does this suitable for kids? So yeah. Don't choose songs that you love. Choose songs your kids love, and that's the goal. Uh, and, of course, there's lovely, uh, it's lovely when you can get a song that matches your theme. If you're talking about prayer, Ask, Seek, Knock is one mm. of our songs from our last big album, live album. Uh, studio, sorry, not live, studio album. We did do a live version on YouTube. Feel free to check it out on the Hillsong Kids channel. Uh, but that, that idea of matching thematically songs is really powerful mm. as well. So... There's my final thoughts. Now that you know all of the true secrets, oh my goodness, the, true the secrets. real secrets of kids' <laughs> worship, you can go ahead and change your world and change your kids' world. And start somewhere. Start somewhere. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Becky, Yes. leave us with one thought of wisdom. I believe in you and you're amazing and worship is vital for our friendship with Jesus. And so let's do all we can to teach our kids this incredible tool for their everyday lives. See you next time on The Vault. Bye, everybody. 